0: do have Jade Weingard in studio, a mother, a motivator, businesswoman, breast cancer warrior, or just to sum it up, a superwoman.
1: How are you doing this morning? Hi, fads. Hi, listeners. Thank you for having me. I am just doing fantastic. Uh, I'm so happy to be here, so happy to share my story.
0: Amazing. And like, I mean, I... I said on social media, so I also just have to apologize on air. If I do cry and the tears and snot and trana just comes out, please forgive me because your story is just so emotional. So I feel we just have to kick
1: off the interview like that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Jade Weingard? All righty. I would consider myself to be uh, the average woman. I think we all have in us the power to persevere through unimaginable circumstances, and I'll tell you about my unimaginable circumstances. Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer at um, 27 years old. Uh, I just started my business, uh, that was in 2016, I was hitting the peak of my life. Uh, I had two children at the time, uh, ages two and one. You were a young mother. Absolutely. Young mother, starting out my career. My career was just taking off. Uh, started Mm -hmm. in business and I was living what I thought in the prime of my life. And I was confronted um, with a death sentence, basically Mm -hmm. Uh, a cancer diagnosis, a breast cancer diagnosis. And Mm -hmm. at the time, I was. Completely and totally winded by it yeah um, to be honest with you and I think that a lot of the time when we do face obstacles we get winded by them mm-hmm. but the strength of a woman is when she gets up uh, and, I, and I'll tell you about my my journey in my getting up uh, I was diagnosed um, in June 2016 after I did a self breast examination. (laughs) I think it's important that we do those. (laughs) And I found a pea-sized lump um, in my left breast. I went through the process. I was referred to the Groteskia Breast Clinic. Amazing people. Um, And um, I was diagnosed uh, three days after being there with um, breast cancer. Uh, I was winded. And then I rallied. So I think that as as individuals, as people, when we reach out into our network and they come to support us, we are invigorated. Uh, we are re-energized, and that is what I was. Um, I was broken for a bit, um, but my people came to piece me together for the battle ahead. Um, and I put on my you know put on the i put on my on my armor i was ready to go to war with cancer i was like let's do everything i'm doing the mastectomy hormone therapy radiation chemo let's blast this thing out of the water because now i'm ready to take it on um, after being energized by by my family and support around me and um through my journey, so now I was ready. I signed, I was with my doctors. They're like, This is the treatment plan. You're going to go through hormone therapy first to shrink down the cancer or stop it from growing. And then you're going to go into, um, uh, have a mastectomy, go straight into radiation, uh, straight into radiation, do chemotherapy for uh, six months, and then you're going to be fine. So I left with hope. It was, I was, I was given hope. And um, uh, on this journey, so I was diagnosed in the first week of June, and my, well, second week of June, or first week of June, and my surgery was on the 27th of July, the following month, so this had to take some time for the tamoxifen to um, just um, stop any kind of spread. Uh, And um, a few days before it was time for my surgery, I was feeling a little funny, so, because I'm a mom, uh, I know what the funny feels like, uh, and I was like, "Oh no, you know what? I'm just gonna go buy a test up the road and just cancel this out because this cannot be because I'm on contraceptives. I'm on tamoxifen, which is like, what? How can I possibly have have this funny feeling? And um, I, I went and I bought the five rand strip." <laughs> The five brand stripper and the little pink box. I'm sure there are women out here that know that little pink box. And uh, I took the test and it was positive for pregnancy. And I, yes, I sat on the couch in my lounge, frozen, completely frozen. And my armor completely cracked. Because now I was battling for my life, for my my children that are here and now my life is going to be at the expense of my unborn child so I was already mourning the death of my child Uh, and my husband I sat on the couch frozen waiting for my husband to come home because I did not know how I'm gonna deal with this and um, I remember him walking up and I'm I opened the door and I just burst out crying because I was broken, because how am I going to do this? How am I going to live with my children, to, they like babies, <laughs> and, and, and now deal with the life inside of me? Um, I remember he dropped his laptop on the floor, to was, was quite a show, he's like, what happened? And I'm like, this is funny." he's like, but why are you upset? Mm-hmm. I remember such a such a calm look on his face and he's like, well, why are you have to say this is wonderful. And I'm like, No, it's not wonderful. And he's like, Don't worry, let's just be calm. It's okay. We're gonna go to when when it was time the Monday for me to be admitted to the hospital, I had to disclose this information to my doctors. And they were as devastated as I was.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I was considered patient A.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Patient A is Jade, and she needs to survive for her living children, her yeah. life. She's um, 27 years old and she has a mm-hmm. stage, um, uh, an aggressive, a grade three cancer Yeah, that's hormone receptive. And now she's pregnant mm-hmm. and fueling the growth of this yeah. cancer. And, um, I sat in the room with them and I, um, I, uh, I agreed. Because I needed to save my life Mm -hmm. for my children, and I signed away, um, I signed the termination of pregnancy through the uh, the form Mm -hmm. to have the pregnancy terminated while they were going through the mastectomy, etc. So the plan for the twenty seventh of July two thousand and sixteen was for me to go through a double mastectomy. Uh, to start reconstruction immediately and to have the termination of pregnancy, yeah however <laughs> uh, there were other forces at play mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I have a very strong faith, and I think that this is um very much due to the God that I serve that actually orchestrated some of the um, outcomes of the day yeah. <laughs> and uh i I was wheeled in. And they said they don't have time to do anything else but remove the cancer. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, Mm -hmm. what else can we do? We can only do that. So I was left with my right breast, um, uh, what I thought was now a destroyed fetus inside Mm -hmm. of me. And um, the cancer was gone, removed. And I woke up and I was like, okay, this is not what I came in here for. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they gave me another date. They gave me a date to go and terminate the pregnancy um, at the um, at the termination clinic, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll take my termination date because mm-hmm. I made this decision outside of my husband because uh, he. It's not something that he encouraged, yeah. um, so he couldn't take part in that decision but for
0: me. I read that he did support you nonetheless because of your health. Absolutely, yeah, that's Absolutely. amazing. A round of applause to him.
1: Um, <laughs> yes, he, he's been through a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, and. Uh, so on the day of termination, now, fast forward two weeks, I've healed up on my left side, and I had to go and have the termination uh, of the pregnancy because they've been through so much already. They've been yeah. through x-rays and uh, radioactive dyes. They've been through too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone under. Uh, they've been through surgery with me. They've done... Mm-hmm. Be- they <laughs> this was still a baby in my mind, just yeah. one baby at the time. And uh, I go in, and I go start the go to the termination clinic uh, and I go through the process and stuff and I I was I was wrestling with it in my mind because my husband was uh, because my husband was like I can't take part in the destruction of a life Mm -hmm. that I helped create I was like okay I can appreciate him for that and I respect his decision um, Mm -hmm. and I respected his mourning process so I left on my own because it was a decision that I made on my own that
0: must have been very tough
1: it was, it was. Um, but it, I think it left me with the space or a time for introspection. Mm-hmm. It left me with um, a space for that kind of clarity. Yeah. Sometimes you need to be alone to Definitely. have things be clarified for you. So mm-hmm. it was a good time um, to take that moment. My phone died. I couldn't speak to anyone. No, I couldn't feel my mom. I was just yeah. alone in this clinic. And wow. I And I wrestled in the spirit with... Um, um, with my guard and I was like what must I do here I have agreed to do certain things for these reasons mm-hmm. um, and they make sense they're logical Yeah. and uh, I was like you know what you give me a sign if you want to I'm gonna still go through this process until you move me and uh, I was in the on the bed they do a dating scan before they choose the selection of termination uh, and um, usually when you are in the termination clinic, uh, as I've been before, you they don't actually talk to you about the uh, the fetus. They don't talk to you about it because yeah. you've made a decision, and it's because we are to maintain the um, uh, our emotional balance when we mm-hmm. going going through a decision as such that we um, that they they, they they don't actually d- sway your decision. So it was very interesting when, she, when the this turned to me and said, do you want to know anything about this pregnancy? And uh, I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I explained my situation to her and I was like, no, I have to go through this procedure due to X, Y, and Z. Um, this is not actually something that I wanted to do, it's something I have to do, etc., etc." And she turned to me and she turned the screen and she said, you're carrying twins. And they seem to be healthy. And I was like, okay, that's my sign. I'm going to go now <laughs> take so my babies. So just walks up and left? <laughs> and well, amazing. Yes. She's like, okay, um, all right, we're going to track mm-hmm. the development of these babies. Yeah. And uh, they were very accommodating up until, I think, legal terminations up until 22 weeks. Yeah. So they tracked the uh, development of the babies mm-hmm. throughout that entire period. So uh, the termination was still on the table. Yeah. So uh, we went through that process, my husband and I. Uh, came home, he was ecstatic. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have twins. He was jumping <laughs> up and down. He's such a dad. Yeah. He was jumping up and down. He loves children. So he, the, the mm-hmm. thought of having twins, he was just over the moon. He's always mm-hmm. wanted twins. And, um, and so the battle began, a new yeah. battle began. Um, and this was now Because now
0: at this point you're not just fighting for your life. Yes. But three unborn lives that you are or two unborn lives yeah. including yours. So essentially you're fighting for three lives here. Absolutely. That is amazing. So um now after receiving such like life threatening news, uh your kids were born healthy, um, after that there was they bubbling I've seen the pictures on social media um I just said to you off air I just want to pinch those cheeks (laughs) of your little girl she's just so adorable um now after receiving receiving such um life-changing news essentially um not just your uh cancer scare but now also pregnant with twins Mm. um what motivated you to get up every day and fight because I know um some people would just want to curl up in bed and just like wait until they no longer wake up Mm. essentially.
1: So for me, I think we all need to just like in terms of motivating, when you are facing an insurmountable, a crazy mountain in front of you, I think it's just important to take one step. What I did I rallied. I literally just leaned on my support structure. I don't think that it is possible for someone to do things on their own. Uh, I think it's very, very important to lean on your support structure. I had my mother, my father, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my husband, my church, um, friends, family. I rallied. I'm like, help me, help me. Uh, And they came to my aid. And in the days that I did feel like just dying, because that, that is a real thing, yeah. um, I was reminded why I should get up and live. So I think it's normal to have those moments. I think what is, what is good is to have people or let people in around you. Yeah. Even when you don't believe it, let them believe it for you and believe in them believing in you, if you know what I mean.
0: Yes, definitely. I mean, um, so as women and even men, uh, we are always taught or we we always know to check regularly, especially like, you know, when you're coming out of the shower, they say that's the best time to check. Um, But let's talk about what happens after. Uh, do you have any advice um, you wish you could you wish you had you would have known uh, at your discovery that you could share with others either going through or knowing someone who was just diagnosed
1: okay so um receiving a diagnosis is devastating mm-hmm. um, however, there is a hope what i what I would recommend anyone that is now in this new position is to learn as much as possible and ask as many questions as possible because when you're in the room with your oncologist and they just give you a statement you usually freeze and be like okay that's you just okay that's because you don't know what questions to ask you don't know uh, what steps to take or what is going to be good for you Important to have someone with you Mm -hmm. um, that would spur on that kind of um, questioning. And then also just educate yourself as far as possible. Reach out to other survivors. So important. I think that if you are diagnosed with a particular type of um, cancer, to reach out to others that have been diagnosed because you can learn so much from their journeys. Yeah. So... um, Uh, I wish that I'd done that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I did that with my second diagnosis. (laughs) But in the beginning, I think I would have been more prepared mentally and I would have known that I should have... um, But I love that my my beautiful babies are here. But I would have gone on a barrier method of... um, um, Contraception mm-hmm. rather than a um, pill form because that mm-hmm. the hormones interacted with each other, cancelled yeah. it out. Now, I didn't have that information and mm-hmm. I didn't know to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, reach out uh, mm-hmm. to other survivors and um, learn from them. So, you
0: mentioned now with um, reaching out to other survivors. So, uh, on your, you're very open about being a motivational speaker. Yeah. Uh, how does that work? Do you, if someone like, like maybe get in touch with you that this person was diagnosed or uh do you do these talks um where where can people hear you
1: all righty sorry (laughs) okay so um i have the jade the motivator page Mm -hmm. um you can follow my journey there Uh, and i usually share uh where i've been i've Literally, if you want me to speak, you just send me an inbox and yeah. I will come. I think it's important to share positive news. I think it's important to empower people positively, especially mm-hmm. when they are facing these obstacles that seem like they cannot be overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: amazing. And then uh, so do you, like, are these normally like private talks in like maybe an office environment or do you actually have talks that you host yourself for people to come? Yeah.
1: Okay, um, We I don't currently have um, talks I host myself, but it's in the works. Okay. I'm working together with Carissa Caputo uh, to bring something to mm-hmm. life. I will let you guys know what it is soon. I don't want to let it out the bag just well, yet. as
0: soon as you have something, we'd love to have you and Carissa in studio to talk more about it. Okay. We, should, we should make that happen. No, that
1: is. I think it's going to go down. I okay. think it's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. soon, soon. Soon, <laughs> soon. No, literally maybe in the mm-hmm. next two weeks. Like Amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so, like, you are planning your own little workshops or, like, talks?
1: With yes, Cliday, yeah. yes, so currently awesome. it's all private events, um, mm-hmm. and I've been going out, but we are mm-hmm. going to be bringing it to a sort yeah. of conversational space, an open mm-hmm. space, a regular space yeah. that will be shared um, for everyone to enjoy.
0: Amazing. Uh, and now, I mean, your talks, your stories, it's all about your cancer and your survival and all this. but. Your cancer is not all that there is. Absolutely. There is a fifth baby as well called <laughs> Click Africa. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the Even the little, uh, uh, I think they call it a, um, a little hub that you created yes. in your own home for other people as well. So tell us everything. Click Africa, your little incubator project, all those kind of things. i more.
1: Okay, so um, Click Africa... Um, was also born in 2016 um, and it is uh, we are an online marketing agency and that's us we specialize in uh, website development, search engine optimization, social media management search engine marketing as well as app development so it's a lot of what digital can do for you kind of vibes and what we, what we did in the very beginning was actually have a collaborative space in our home, like literally coffee, Wi-Fi, computers, let's sit together, getting mm-hmm. creatives uh, involved and giving wow. them the tools that they need mm-hmm. in order to be, the, to, to bring the ideas to life. I yeah. think that's a really foremost part of who we are. We are called the people's agency mm-hmm. for a reason. Um, and I think that entrepreneurship is like fighting a battle. Yeah. Entrepreneurship is a difficult road it is done through passion you need yeah. to put your armor on every day uh, and um, click africa has uh, allowed us to to help small businesses uh, compete in the digital economy uh, reach their digital audiences what we've done now is we've just moved into new new office space uh, we are running a digital learnership called go digital mm-hmm. uh, so we're getting sponsors in to actually Teach individuals, yes, Uh, because I think that Mm -hmm. as South Africans, we need to really tap into our storytelling. Mm -hmm. I think we have great stories. Yeah, it's amazing, hey. Like my
0: mom is a teacher in a very like low-income school, Mm -hmm. but the amount of talent and storytelling and that, like, and I'm like, how are these kids not on YouTube? Exactly. That's that's the first thing I think of, and it's the space that you're giving now is to essentially bring
1: that talent up. Absolutely. So yeah. we want to raise that talent. Yeah. We want to go, this is how you monetize mm. your brand. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to have a brand? So yeah. this is, th- those are the kinds of conversations we'll be having. We do it every Thursday. That's called mm-hmm. Go Digital. Yeah. And um, we are going to be, our, our idea is to really activate um, South Africans mm-hmm. to participate in this yeah. digital, what does it mean to be paid by YouTube? Mm-hmm. We want that um, to know all these things. Yes, yep. and and to know how to how to how to entice your audience. And the more people are watching, the more people are engaging, mm-hmm. the greater it is for us. Um, so this is this is our our mission. Um, so we we started go digital. That's going to be happening every Thursday, uh, and we we also. We won the uh, Youth Start mm-hmm. Entrepreneurial ch- Challenge post posed by the Western Cape government. So we came one. Oh, well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so that's uh, that's for a very, very specific project called uh, Afriversity, mm-hmm. which is a... Um, we're partnering with our Matsutuke Holdings yeah. to bring the digital learnerships through and actually service small businesses and budding entrepreneurs with digital marketing Mm -hmm. services at like a fraction of the cost. Uh, And that's going to just propel people in terms of um, having them have a work experience as well as having, Um, access to markets for small businesses it's going to be great super exciting
0: so we have more with Jade coming up in just a moment but first let's get on into some music such a beautiful and uplifting song which I felt was just super fitting for our interview our guest today Jade Weingard uh, talking about her story and I'm just loving listening to every moment of it Uh, so you are listening to Two Oceans Vibe Radio Jade I must ask you um, you recently shared a story of completing your treatment uh, specifically radiation but you've been through chemo you've been through the full works um how like i mean coming out of it on the other end your whole experience like i i know it is it's i don't know if it's insensitive to ask or no but like how was the whole like how was it all like i mean how did you manage to stay positive through it all
1: okay so treatment is extremely difficult yeah um Uh, In some cases, it's not. It depends on uh, the person. So I'll take you through chemotherapy. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Uh, Literally, you literally are having your cells, rapid-growing cells, die. They're killing them off. That's actually what's happening. So you are extremely tired. You are immunocompromised. So... A sneeze can make you sick and you would stay sick for a long time yeah. um, and you're just exhausted everything tastes like metal or I'm just talking on my, on my experience if things taste different <laughs> and um, you don't want to eat obviously there's the nausea there's the body aches it is uh, it's, it's very difficult um, however there are ways for you to mitigate some of those um, effects uh, and it is about eating the right things. I think that a lot of, I, I, if you go into Google and you eat this diet or that diet, but it's just about giving your body what it needs. You just have to think about it from your body's perspective. Yeah. My cells are being are dying. I need to make others. That's what your body's doing yeah. in the interim. This is an exhausting process, and therefore I feel tired, and therefore I am grumpy sometimes, <laughs> grumpy and a little wonky because that does happen. It affects the mind as well. Uh, and I need to give myself the nutrients, the time to rest, heal, and regenerate. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I think a lot of the time treatment is in the mind. Mm-hmm. Like how you see things or how you, how you, what you focus on can change the way you experience something. I don't know. I think we've all done it. We had to eat broccoli at home, and uh, you know what you do. You're just like, okay, no, I'm gonna cut it up. I'm gonna do, you, you get through it. I think we all had that the, the, those moments, even as as a child, or or um, as we're going through life, it, whether we are studying. There are certain things, it's eating the frog, It's eating the frog stuff. <laughs> but you get through it. It depends on how you actually position it. So, chemotherapy. Was quite difficult during pregnancy because it exacerbated the fix of carrying twin babies. Uh, this recent, my recent chemotherapy was with, um, a, it's a different kind of chemotherapy. They do not give you the same chemotherapy again. You only get it once. Uh, if you have to go for chemo for, for another round, it's a different type or different combination of chemotherapy drugs. So my first one, um, um, Goodness, I don't have the names here, but anyway, if you have questions about that, you can just inbox me. um Then this this is the last one I've been through. Actually, was wow, it actually burnt my veins. I have <laughs> the my first is super scary. <laughs> yes. I mean, like it's
0: radiation.
1: No, this yeah. one was chemotherapy. I'll okay. take you through radiation yeah. in a bit. So. Um, but you saw, mm. it, it does happen sometimes where it's yeah. such a severe allergic reaction that your vein... My mm. vein went black, the first one. It was really painful. I was wow. so dizzy. And they had to change my dosage. They had to just bring it down a bit. But I think it's but because I, I lost weight. I'm so sorry, but that actually to be shit-ass scary, though. It was. I was like, like oh, my goodness, Like, seeing so this
0: black vein on you is like, what the...
1: <laughs> yes. But yeah. again... Because I've been through it, I was like, I called and I was like, this is not normal. They're like, no, come in, come and have Mm -hmm. it checked out. Okay. And they changed my dosage and it was better um, on my following treatment. Uh, So it's important, I think, to be receptive to what is happening to your body, to know. There are certain things you just know. When something's wrong. you just like, you just know. And then if you do know, listen to yourself and take that to your doctors and go, this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. Don't feel like they think you're a hypochondriac. Be a hypochondriac if you want to. It's your life.
0: I me mean, it's cancer, I will be the biggest hypochondriac
1: ever, like, I'll be like, so what is this spot?
0: Oh, no, that's just a freckle, oh, okay, yes.
1: cool. Yes, <laughs> Abs- be like that, absolutely, yeah. because you mm-hmm. can't play around with this thing. Yeah, definitely. You need to be on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so chemotherapy, this last round, uh, my second round with chemotherapy, I knew to eat a lot, and so I did. Yeah. Um, they give you steroids that make you really hungry, and I just leaned into that hunger <laughs> and ate whatever I wanted to. Uh, whereas the first, um, my first round with my babies, I was very, very restrictive. I only did, um, I did a vegan diet, only shakes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm looking at the difference between the two, but then it can be the difference between the treatments or the different. So there's a lot of variables that are at play. And then radiation was something I was dreading. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do it, to be honest with you. I was sitting with my doctors and I was like, "Uh, can we skip this? (laughs) And they're like, why? I'm like, well, um," and I think that we tend to freak ourselves out with all the the research that we do about Mm -hmm. things. Um, Research is good, Mm -hmm. uh, but bring your research to your doctor. Yeah. So that they can tell you what is what. Because you can't, sometimes it's just not true.
0: I mean, like, I had a cough that lasted more than like two weeks, and I went straight to WebMD, mm. and I was like, oh my God, I got like this. I got like, <laughs> I got like half a million different diseases. <laughs> yeah, 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 And my doctor was like, fads calm the air. <laughs> <down." laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. So we, we tend to freak yeah. ourselves out, but it's a good thing. Because mm-hmm. what if something was wrong? Yeah, you took it to your doctor. Mm-hmm. So I think that it, it's a good and a bad thing. Just don't freak out by yourself. Take it to your doctor. Have him calm your nerves or her mm-hmm. calm your nerves, and um, and uh, take it from there. Yeah. So radiation was something I was dreading because research, <laughs> and uh, again, um, I I prayed about it. I was like, I don't if you. I was. I prayed, and I was like, "If I should be going through this, then I will just go through this. Yeah. If not, something more. Stop this procedure." So I just. So I went through radiation, mind you, and I was so scared the first time. <laughs> I was freaking out, um, and because uh, you, you just go into like this machine. It's just yeah. a really cold room, um, and people will draw on you, they draw on your body, uh, and radiation is. Using high-frequency light, I think, yes, uh, to zap um, the pathways that your yeah. microscopic cancer cells might take. Yes, that's so what it, does. It, it 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 zaps something that
0: the cancer might take. Yes. so essentially you're just like 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 poking a needle wherever, okay. Like so blindly. it's blindly. <laughs> It's for instance
1: a, yes yeah. but it's not it's not a needle it's it's a machine a really specialized machine yeah that at like degrees shoots light at a particular area to mm-hmm. destroy the molecular structure of the cells in that area so that they cannot take on a cancer cell and have it grow into a tumor yeah. so they just like It's just to to destroy the space, so that cancer can't grow there again. That's that's what radiation is, and it it makes you extremely tired. uh, And the the effects are lasting. They last like some side effects can go on um, six to nine months after your last treatment. But it is extremely effective in ensuring that the cancer doesn't grow back in the same place. Not anywhere else in your body, but in the same place. And that happened with me. So the the cancer returned in the same place because I didn't do radiation with my babies. Yes. So that is probably one of the reasons why. I don't know, can't say for sure, I'm not a doctor, but that is um, probably, because probably, that's, well, that's what the radiation treatment is meant for. That's why we go through radiation as breast cancer um, patients. Yeah.
0: And- I mean, you've been through it. You're sitting here across the table from me having this conversation and you're looking glowing as ever. Thank you. Maybe it's a radiation light.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's some of that radioactive (laughs) light on my face.
0: No. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, Now, unless you have been through it or living with someone who has had or have cancer... Um, you, we don't really know what mm. it's like, what the struggle is like. Mm. Um, now, can we just get real here? Mm-hmm. And what is it that people do um, as a cancer warrior uh, and people who don't know the situation? Things are just like, you know, like just not irritate you, but just like little ticks that people do or say to you uh, when they hear, like, oh, shame, you know, the oh, shames, as I like to call them.
1: Mm. I think that, uh, I think with all cancer diagnosis, there's this um, this air of doom. Yes. The air of yes. doom is rife. And I think when we are battling this death sentence, it it, it sort of exacerbates or it gives the, the diagnosis some kind of grandeur mm-hmm. that it doesn't deserve. Mm-hmm. So, but then again, uh, it's not like that for everyone. But I think that when we... I think there needs to be a kind of lightness to it. I think when cancer warriors interact with each other, it's always positive. It's like you got this, yes, you can do this, oh no, yes, Be mm-hmm. kick him butt uh my my business mentor um mm-hmm. he's a cancer warrior as well, yeah he's got pancreatic cancer, he's mm-hmm. going through chemotherapy at the moment and this is this will be his um his second time, mm-hmm. and we I'm so thankful that i have a business mentor that understands the struggles of being a cancer warrior Mm -hmm. and running a business at the same time because it's weird parallels very very Mm -hmm. business entrepreneurship and cancer worrying cancer fighting yeah (laughs) (laughs) weird parallels and um yeah i think that's it's important when you are addressing someone when you're in the space with someone that has been diagnosed mm-hmm. to remain positive. Yeah. You can ask questions, um, if you want, about their diagnosis or how far you're on the battle, mm-hmm. uh, what stage are you at now, are you kicking its ass? Like, I think to have that positive um, mm-hmm. approach to it is is mm-hmm. very important because it helps that person so yeah. much when you just bring that positivity. It yes. just it gets absorbed and they can do better in their battle. And I think it's important for us to, to encourage mm-hmm. the characters of warriors in our lives or that we come into contact with, that this is beatable always mm-hmm. beatable. Yeah.
0: You must be that warrior with the person with cancer, you mm-hmm. know, don't, don't be on the sidelines watching the battles. Mm. Be part of the fight. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So now you are, you have very young kids like still babas right mm-hmm. um surely there are times when uh treatments and motherhood i'm so sure they clash i mean motherhood on its own is a whole nother battle mm-hmm. um how do how do you how are you educating or explaining to your kids what happens like when you're not feeling well or when you're just having like downtime or say you came just from treatments. Mm-hmm. How do you explain your kids or
1: educate them through the whole process? So you know what, one thing that's really beautiful about children mm-hmm. is that they are so extremely adaptable. Yeah. They are literally like clay in your hands and it is amazing what they become accustomed to or what they use, what, what's normalized for them. Yeah. So my children from the ages of one yeah, ages of two and two and three. So my, my son's five now. He's he understood that mommy is ill. Mommy is sick. They just decide mommy's sick. It's fine. Don't be, because it's been normalized. I think that they've seen me ill so often that they understand how to uh, or how to manage the situation. And now I have these really independent children because of that. It's beautiful and and difficult at the same time because i've had to they've had I feel like they've had to grow up very uh, with, with such stark realities of like death and sickness um, but it's made them strong, but it has taken away a bit i feel i don't know maybe I'm just one of those moms but in the process, they they w- w- were very aware of what was happening. Mommy's gone to surgery. Mommy's boobies are being removed. They look at it. They 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 they're interested. They ask me questions. They ask me what what is. They asked me what medicine did you would you did you go get? I explained what chemotherapy what what chemotherapy does. I said no, there's invaders in mommy's body, and it, I. I, I you just have, you just bring it down to a five year old level or two year old level yeah. and explain to them. My children are extremely um, uh, inquisitive. They yeah. like to know things and I've raised them to be like that. So we have conversations. This is what mommy's doing right now. This is where I'm going. This is why I'm in the hospital. So they understand. They are such understanding children and the support structure around. So um, their nanny, their grandmas, it's just, it's been. Amazing. I don't think that I would be able to be the best mom that I can be had I not had the support around me from the other strong women, my mother-in-law, my mother, as well as my nanny. She, They uphold the, the, the other structures that I cannot when I am um, in treatment or when I am so um, tired that I literally cannot get out of bed. Mm-hmm. They are there. Um, So I'm very, very appreciative of that as well. Yeah.
0: Amazing. That is just well done to you and your support structure. Yes. Uh, Just make me want (laughs) to cry. So do you have any final words to anyone out there who's going through through the struggle, like words that you could just like, you know, comfort them maybe?
1: Mm. Um, For for anyone that's actually battling out there right now, um, I want you to know that anything is possible. And that you have such great power. You have such great power within you. Mm-hmm. And that nothing, no mountain is tall. Taller than you when you stand up. Yeah. I think it's so important. And reach out. Reach out to your network because your support structure will lift you up. If your support structure at home is wow. not um, receiving you well, reach out into the networks, Mm -hmm. cancer buddies. They are just reach out to me, reach out to to others that have battled in the same way uh, and we will uplift you, Um, yeah. Amazing, and then
0: uh, when people want to follow you, social media, follow your story, your journey, uh,
1: where can they find you? They can find me at Jade the Motivator on uh, Facebook, uh, Jade on Instagram, uh, and uh, yeah, please like, follow, share. Awesome.
0: Thanks for joining me in studio today, Jade. Your story is just absolutely amazing. I am surprised I did not shed a tear. I think I cried all my tears out while I was (laughs) prepping for this interview. I even just told uh, Colin, who's sitting uh, outside of the studio that I had to put on my eyeliner like last minute because I, j- I just didn't want to like literally typing out these questions and reading your story just made me cry. You are such a strong human. Oh, thank and you. everything of the best with your journey. And you know what? May you conquer thank this you. battle.
1: Awesome. Thank awesome. You so
0: much. Uh, that was Jade Weingart in studio with me on 2Ocean's Vibe Radio. Let's get back on into some music. Here is Good Luck with Figure of Eights. Watch out Cause this is an emergency But there are things
1: about me, baby, that you don't know Giving okay, me urgency